Thank you and welcome back to my podcast sessions. Today I virtually sit down with Mr. Patrick Henry. He's a 34-year-old, very successful entrepreneur. He's got multiple businesses, including a tanning studio, which I find fascinating. Uh, I'm actually very jealous of that. I would like one myself, and I think my wife would agree. So we have a chat today about Patrick's story, which is very interesting and very inspiring. And Patrick shares his opinion on... um, the routes to success and what makes a successful person in his humble opinion. And actually, it's not all what you think. We also talk about Patrick's incredible routine, which I find really interesting. So thank you for joining. Have a good old listen. Welcome to podcast number three. Right. We're rocking and rolling. Thank you very much for listening into today's podcast. I am joined by a very uh, interesting individual. Uh, his name is Patrick Henry. Now, before I uh, I let Patrick introduce himself, uh, I, I've never actually met this chap uh, in person, but I feel like I know him very well uh, because I follow him on Instagram and I follow him on LinkedIn, and I'm very, very intrigued myself into the life of Patrick Henry. Uh, I'm not quite sure if he's a professional model, bodybuilder, entrepreneur, <laughs> uh, professional musician. I actually don't know. He's a man of many talents. Um, but let's just kick it off. Patrick, introduce yourself. Tell us a bit about yourself. Hi, Andrew. Um, yep, yeah, my name is Patrick Henry. Um, 34 years old, 32 inch waist. Um, I'm joking. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, as you said, I, I run a couple uh, companies. I've uh, been working now out of uni for about 10 years now, I think. Um, yeah, I m- mostly work in property, um, whether it's developing properties, running my estate agency, uh, building companies, property developing, um, you know, all sorts of things in that, that sphere. Um, well- also, I dad to three kids like you. I had three oh, under three. Good. Yeah. Three under three? Same as you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh I did a bit of research God. on you. <laughs> <laughs> How old are they? Uh, so, Myla is now coming up to six, and the twins are uh, oh four in end of July. Oh my god! Can, so, oh, so we can totally empathise with each other. I've, I've, I've obviously oh, yeah. got twins, and a, and a, and, a, and I've got a three-year-old. Um, yeah. And I'm assuming that is what I mean. I, I went grey with the twins. You, yeah. I presume, you lost. <laughs> the beard went grey. This this went a long time ago. Yeah, this is, <laughs> <laughs> this is Daddy oh, Patrick's fault. This is amazing. Amazing. No, no, good. No, that's good. So, all right, that's interesting. So, wh- wh- where are you from? Uh, so I'm from Southwest London. Um, born and raised and still working uh, around here, uh, working Clapham, Ballam mostly, um, nice. around the southwest area. Uh, I've pretty much always been around here. My, my, some of my family's from up north um, in a little town called Peterlee in County Durham. Oh, yeah. Um, which is basically, it's just a coal mining uh, yeah. villages. There isn't, I mean, there isn't, there isn't a lot going on up here. I mean, Patrick, when I when I first moved to London when I was eighteen, a guy that I lived with genuine he genuinely said to me, "Do you have internet up in Yorkshire?" He was being he was being serious. I was like, "No, we still work with horse and cart." So yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so from someone very young to own your businesses. Um, just before we get into understanding a little bit about your businesses, because uh, it looks like you've got. A couple of different um you work in a couple of different areas uh, yeah. h- h- how old were you when you started in business what made you jump to business what were you doing before 
Um, well, actually, my first business was a recording studio that I owned with some friends. Um, so when I was at, I actually studied music at university, um, which was the most pointless degree to ever obtain. Um, <laughs> I don't know, but I guess you know when you're um, of our generation um, and the ones coming up now, it's like you finish school, you have to go to college, you have to go to university. So um, yeah, I mean the, the idea of actually getting a job or doing something useful is, you know, is, is less and less desirable, especially when it's free to get a degree. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah, so I got a degree in music, and um, some friends of mine uh, were all working quite close together. And we decided to open a studio, and we basically ran it commercially just to keep, uh, just to pay the overheads. We thought if we work half the time, um, and then we do our own music the other half of the time, we'll be able to cover the overheads. It's not really profit making, so um, it wasn't like a, we made a great success of it. Um, how old? And how old? How old were you? Twenty. Twenty. Because twenty, yeah, yeah, maybe, no, maybe younger than that, nineteen. And so was that a bit of a hobby? Did you what, what what happened there? Did you sort of get a little bit of a flavour for it, or, or was it just passion mm. for music? I love music. I still do love music. Um, like the technical side of it, you know, whether it's jazz or hard rock music, um, there's there's always something that I can feel in most music. Um, and I, you know, I've always you know, first up to dance in a party and whatever else, and you know, that's <laughs> but it, but it was definitely more of a um a passion for me like it's something that I enjoy and never saw it commercially um okay. so it wasn't until like the last year of university that I, I thought to myself you know what if I'm not going to take this as a commercially minded venture then why am I going to you know spend my life doing it because I'm going to end up you know putting myself at risk financially and as everyone says you know chase your dreams and go for your dreams my dream was never to make a commercial career of music it was always to enjoy music so you know I, I can still enjoy music now and obviously this lockdown's helping me um yeah yeah you, yeah it's a shame that it was only on your instagram story yesterday of you playing uh purple rain uh topless uh and actually <laughs> I, I had to i literally had to get to the court my, i was sat next to my wife she she wasn't watching the video my wife went she just literally went oh what a tune and i was like uh, what what song is this and it had to wait till they get to the chorus until he came. I was like, oh, uh, very talented very talented yeah, got great taste, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right so let, let, let's let's talk about the businesses what we're we doing just mm. before you start the business so you you mentioned you've worked you your business is around predominantly around property uh, were you mm. in property before you launched uh so i came out of university um and i didn't know what i wanted to do uh i just didn't have a clue in fact when i was at university um i was coming away from running the uh the studio and i was thinking about what did i wanted to do when i came out I, I still didn't know what i wanted to do um i knew i wanted to be in a, a field where i was talking to people and uh it, it, you know building relationships i guess is the best way to put it um so it was either a state agency or recruitment and um, <laughs> my uncle was in recruitment i didn't want to live under his shadow because he was very successful so I went into a state agency. Plus, it's a sort of error as, as well that um, like Homes Under the Hammer was coming up, and you know, it's all, all these sorts of TV programs were going on. And I think that that may have partially influenced me as well. And I guess, you know, being British, you've always got this thing about property and owning homes and whatever else, which a lot of other countries don't have as much. Yeah, yeah, and we're very um, nosy people as well, aren't we? Oh yeah, we, oh, yeah. yeah. We, like, we like seeing what's going on in other people's houses. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're inspired by location, location, maybe, and also <laughs> oh, it was uh, what is it? Uh, Grand Designs. That's about twenty years oh, old. Yeah, yeah. Grand Designs. Yeah. So you went into a state agency. So you, what did you join the state agent down in London? Yeah, I mean, so where I was is um, 
I mean, where I was actually born and raised in Sutton is like, you know, you wouldn't go there unless you really, really had to. Don't, yeah. yeah. I know, oh, you know so. I know so. <laughs> yeah, I know so. yeah, yeah. It's like the Earth's end of London. It's like, yeah, I had a friend who lived in Worcester Park. Is that near by? Near yeah, yeah. My yeah, first time right. in Worcester Park. Really? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Carry on. Big scenes where he's up there. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, so, so I, handed, I started handing out my CV in Sutton. Um, and uh, the big the big chain estate agents, local estate agents, they were just looking at it like, oh, okay, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, we'll be in touch. Great. I was like, okay, cool. Please be in touch. You know, I need a job. <laughs> and it wasn't going anywhere. Um, and uh, then I handed my CV to a recruitment consultant. Um, and he was amazing. Uh, just smartened it up a bit. Got me in for an interview with like one of the top agents in London with KFH. You must have yep. KFH if yeah, you yeah. yeah. Putney. Yeah. Um, and they sat me down, um, had a meeting with uh, a fantastic manager in Earlsfield um, and got me to, and I got through the, the interviews and straight away. So it's a bit of a touch actually, because if, if I'd have got the jobs in Sutton where I had yeah. my seat meeting, God knows where I'd be now. I mean, yeah. Yeah. that's that yeah. a and world of difference. World yeah, difference. And, and what uh, approximately, what, what, year, what year was this? Were we post crash, pre crash? Well, 10, uh, yeah, 2009. Okay, okay, so just mm. literally a year after the crash. So, yeah. a hard, a hard, uh, hard market. Yeah, what have I got here? I've got my... so this is this actually from my stats from 2011. Like, I didn't, sure. oh. yeah, yeah, I just found it. Okay, so, so what, what what podcast listeners can't see right now because I'm also recording the video. Oh, is pa Patrick Patrick has just conveniently leaned to the side of where he's, <laughs> he's working at the minute and picked up a folder which is his 2011 stats. Shit. Is that are, are you yeah. a stat are you, are you a stat man organized man? Is that what you are? Because I wouldn't have that <sighs> to hand. No, oh, no, no, no. I'm not stat man at all. The reason why I kept those is because um, uh, I was doing something. I knew I needed to keep it. So I could prove it to people. Um, I actually went my, so, um, so some of the stats were, if I want to do, I, I do really broad stroke stats because um, I think people get can get really specific and get caught up in all of the minutiae of it. I prefer to just keep broad strokes. So my broad stroke was, if I want to do 7,000, if I want to do 84,000 in a quarter, mm -hmm. then I've got to do 7,400 a week. That's literally it. I mean, yeah. that, that, that's it. That's all it was. And yeah. So this is my first full full um wow uh, first full uh year results yeah. so in my first full year uh, oh, can we up, to week, up to week 26 so that's halfway through the year for, for, um, any, for anybody outside for anybody uh, outside of uh, london that's a that's a lot of uh, that's a lot of cash it's a lot of money. <laughs> that's a big size. and so how, how how old were you here early 20s very early 20s yeah, early twenty something for yeah. now. So yeah, um, okay. yeah, twenty three. So that, that's um, that was actually the year I left. Um, there. Okay. Yeah, that was the year I left. So that year I um, uh, finished top in the in the company. So the first wow. year um, I had a quarter, about a quarter before the the new year started. So I had a quarter to get into into the flow. I finished top in my region the first year. Second year finished top of my uh, top in the company, and wow. then it was from there that I actually moved on because. Uh, the way the company run was uh, very traditional. So you longevity breeds promotions, mm -hmm. um, not as much as results does, which is understandable. And it's a fantastic just, company. Just want to just just I, I'm interested in this. I just want to sidetrack very quickly. Why do you think 
Why were you so successful at doing that? Um, job. So I don't think there's anything particularly, there's no particularly, there's nothing particularly special about me, as in I'm not particularly intelligent. I'm not particularly hardworking. I just think I found a, a, a nice combination of all of them. So I always say to people, there's people that I used to look up to and be like, oh my God, that person works so hard. Like, unbelievable. I worked with one girl and her IQ must have been half of mine. But she was so dogged and she would go, 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 go. And I'd be looking at her like, she has my absolute respect. Like, yeah. she's very annoying because like, she was doing <laughs> the stupidest shit. Excuse my language, but she was doing some yeah. stupid things. But the, she was intense. And I was like, I will never be as, as, yeah, as, as tough as her in that regard. But then I'd meet some people um, and they would do almost next to no work. But the results they'd get from the actual work they did was unbelievable. Absolutely mm -hmm. unbelievable. And I, all it was is just a mixture of those two things. Right, so okay. I, I, knew I, I could use my time in the best way possible, not, not you know, aimlessly beating my head up against the wall, trying to get an offer from someone that's mm -hmm. where it's not going to transpire. And at the same time, working hard on the people that will be able to, that will be able to bear fruit from and, and, and getting the bits in between, mm -hmm. then, you, then you'll do well. So yeah. it's like, there's, I know people that worked hard and succeeded. I know people that worked smart and succeeded. Mm -hmm. But if you combine the two, in, in the right ratio, then that's what's, that's what's going to happen. Wow. And that, that's something that I always saw. There's, um, you know, there's people that I look up to now that still work in the industry and they were around the same time as me as a negotiator. And, you know, they're still the same, exactly the same thing. They work hard and they work smart. smart. So, yeah. Really, like really yeah. No, do you know what? I think it's really interesting because uh, I, I listen to a lot of, uh, um, you know, pr um, successful people and a lot of people talk about the fads that you can go through. Uh, you know, working hard. Gary Vee talks about working hard, which I totally agree mm. with. But <clears throat> it's quite refreshing to hear somebody who's obviously very, very successful, but not just beat around that whole, you've got to work hard, you've got to get up. Yeah. Because actually working hard and smart, you can have a nice combination of both, nice yeah. work-life balance, and you can still do what you want to want to do, want to achieve. Well, when you get when you get bigger, I mean, you, you'll notice, you know, running your own businesses and and, and moving up the uh, hierarchy, as it were, you make less decisions on a day-to-day -day basis. You know, you, you don't make as many menial decisions. You know, when I was a negotiator, I had to make lots of decisions, register this person, talk to that person, do this, do that, da, 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 da. Now when I make a decision, it's a big bloody deal. So I've got to get it right. So I've got to be smarter about it because if I make a mistake and I'm only making three decisions a day, that's a third of the decisions I've made yeah. So, you know, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm making a decision to change my software supplier, if I'm making a decision to move premises, to buy a portfolio, to do something like that, yeah. you know, these are big bloody decisions. This isn't picking up the phone and calling someone because I think they might like a property. You know, that's very, very tiny. Yeah. You know? yeah. I need to make yeah. thousands and thousands of those calls to make a decision this big. Yeah. You know, and yeah. so I, I think Gary, I mean, I like Gary, but I've been seeing live. And to be fair, when I was reaching what I see is more of my potential. You know, I made a jump at some stage and Gary Vee was a big part of that, um, was because I used to think um, it wasn't, my, my ADHD, my, my hyperactivity, wasn't necessarily a positive thing uh, for my work. Okay, okay. When you, when you work for other companies, people were like, yeah. oh, you're, you're, you're annoying, you're this, you're that. But actually, yeah. <laughs> I can see how Gary Vee can actually inspire, uh, he's, no doubt he's got hyperactivity. I mean, the... Yeah. 
I mean, the, the fast-talking Jewish gene that he's got is, is um, obviously very helpful as well because the man can talk at pace, like you know, fast. It is amazing, and you can see you can see actually if you watch him when he's recording a podcast, you can see him looking over there, and you can see his eyes are over there, his head's over there, he's listening <laughs> at the same time. A million things, but you yeah. know it's, that is true because um, not everybody's perfect, um, mm. and he 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 talks about um, sort of succeeding uh, with adversity, and and he yeah. describes himself as being well the the worst of the worst. You know, there's no you you, you can't throw in a bigger excuse towards anyone other than him of coming from Russia with nothing, living in a flat yeah. with eight people. So what, yeah. what you, you know, what, what's your excuse? So no, that's good. And I, I didn't know that you had ADHD, although I did guess it. I'm mm. not going to lie. Um, <laughs> yeah, this literally... dyspraxia. I mean, I've, I could probably think, I was looking at something like that yesterday, actually, funny enough, my certificate saying that had all these things and it's like, it didn't really affect it. At the time it was like, oh, that makes sense. As opposed to like, oh my God, like, oh my God, I'm dyslexic or dyspraxic. I'm I not gonna be able to do something about this. More like, oh, that explains it, oh, okay. I, 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 my family, friends and colleagues will, will know uh, how how poor my spelling is. I don't read actually. I, I listen to audio books. So yeah. Um, my writing. Well, somebody at work said to me, my writing. I think I've already quoted this before. My writing looks like a spider has r r crawled through ink and then just like <laughs> run across the page. Um, and a paralytic fit on the page. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. But if it wasn't for if it wasn't for spell check, I mm. just I I think that over half the people that I converse with either on an email or a telephone would think that I'm an absolute idiot. Yeah. And I'm not bothered about that. Yeah. But yeah, but I'm yeah. like, yeah, without spell check, I don't know where I've been. Or without my wife, she's very good spell. In fact, she got angry at me the other day. I asked her how to spell corrupt on a post that I did on Instagram. She literally looked at me and she's like, how old are you? And I'm like, it just doesn't <laughs> compute. In my head, it doesn't compute. Yeah. I don't, yeah. you just, you don't I'll, understand. Yeah, I'll struggle. <laughs> struggle. Yeah. You, know, you just find ways around it though, don't you? I mean, that's yeah. the, the, the whole thing with um, the difficulty that people say the difficulties. I'm like, well, other people have difficulties too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Li literally, you know, there's so many smart people I've met and it blows their mind and pisses them off that they're so bloody smart, but never be as successful as someone that's pig ignorant. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm not saying that. Mike Ashley, for example, is not a very, very intelligent man, but I could imagine him not being intelligent and just being <laughs> an absolute dog, like absolute yeah. you know, fighter. And that could yeah. really annoy someone that's really intelligent, has gone to London yeah. Business School and has you know got the degrees and got the blah 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 blah, but never have a successful company. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes you've got to be able. To, some people are very good at working out problems and working ways around issues. Mm -hmm. Like when I when I knew that I needed to improve how eloquently I wrote and how, how I spoke. And I knew that from my manager who was from Yorkshire. Um, and she, but you wouldn't know, you think she was the queen's daughter, like the way she spoke. And she used to batter me, cause I'm from South London. So I used to speak like this, right? I was like, what I've done the office. I speak like this. And she's like, she was like, it's what you did, not what you've done. I was like, <laughs> oh shit, okay. So, but like that, 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 that attitude that she had, mm -hmm. That went in, in into me, and, and I, I I worked on that, and then and beyond. So I used I read I, I read books by people where the level of understanding of the language was far beyond mine. Okay. And I used to force myself to to read these books, le learn new words, and like even pay attention to punctuation more than I, I ever have, just because I thought, you know what, I need to be able to grasp certain things better and now if, if something goes out in my office i proofread it i'm like me proofreading something is absolutely bonkers 
Like it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's mad. But you, yeah. you find a way around it. You know, there's Grammarly now. There's, there's spell checking basically everything. And just Google it. Mm-hmm. Like just Google yeah. it. I mean, yeah. people, people are just so bloody lazy sometimes that they won't just Google something. Like, oh, that's a damp squid. And they're like, no, not damp squid. It's damp squid. And it's like, are you sure? Are you sure? I don't know. But what I can do is I can Google it. It's really easy. And I've got two phones here and a laptop. I can yeah. do it within five seconds. I, but people are just too bloody lazy to do it. I, I, find, I just find it hilarious when people ask those types of questions on Facebook. I'm oh, like, yeah. You, yeah, mate, you, you, you've, you've, you've actually taken the time to get your phone out, log into Facebook, and then write the question. It'd be quick, exactly, it's quick as just Google it. Um, you, don't, you just think, hey, Siri, you don't have to type anything. Yeah, hey, true. Siri. That is true. That is true. <laughs> you've just said that, my phone's gone off. Right, let me, I want to, let me, I, I want to fast forward. So, so uh, you've, you're a very successful uh, estate agent. You did really, really well. You moved on to another company. Lead me up to, owning your own, starting your own estate agent? Because estate agency isn't like making candles and selling them at a market, is it? No, no, no. It's quite, and I, I mean, so by the time I joined the new company and I broke some, rec- well, broke the records there that were able, I was able to break, as in hmm. there was nothing left for me to really do. Um, I realized that it, I'm not going to get what I want from a state agency. Let me interrupt, because, you, very, let me interrupt you very quickly. Whilst you were, whilst you were, you were obviously top top negotiator. Mm. Presumably, you were earning good commission. Mm-hmm. Were you saving? Or, were you saving or spending that commission? What was happening there with that cash? Um, so I bought my first property in my first year out of working. First full full year of working. And, and that, was, so that deposit came from the commission that you earned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, so, I, uh, I think in my I'll talk. I don't really care um first year i earned 54 second year i earned 80 something uh third year i was only there for nine months and i earned 92 thousand so that gives you like like an an idea so i mean i couldn't have spent that money even if i tried like for coming from where i come from and and but having the mentality that my mum instilled instilled in me i couldn't i couldn't have spent that money it would have been vulgar so um, the money that i had was like uh, I bought a property. Um, I bought a second property uh, within four years of that. Have you still got these two? No, no, I sold the first one. No, I've sold all of them. Um, yeah. In fact, I'm actually currently selling the third one. Um, but um, it, it was never, it was never a, I, I didn't intentionally have a very frugal mindset and i don't okay. think i do i'm very giving with my money i, I do a lot of charity charity things and I, i'm the first one to help someone out if they need help um just because it doesn't really mean that the money the whole money thing doesn't mean a, a, a lot to me if i can help someone else out i don't need it as much you know that's just that's kind of the way i am so i don't look so at what, it like if, so you're not motivated by money no i think i'm motivated by achieving things um so I want to, like you did it, like you did at the estate agency. You went in there, you achieved the top. You got this. Yeah. Is it is it the competitive nature? I'm getting. Yes. That's what, that yes. I'm getting. I couldn't tell you what those stats. I can tell you for a fact that those stats wouldn't be based on how much money I would have made. So those stats were because I wanted to achieve that much as a goal. Yeah. Um, I, 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 when it comes to like um, our sunbed shops, I couldn't tell you how much profit the target for the year would equate to because that would mean I could keep that much for myself. 
Let me just let me just let me just repeat something Patrick just said there. Sunbed shops. We haven't even come to the bloody sunbed shops. <laughs> that is such a curveball, and I'm desperate to find. I'm desperate to find out about these sunbed shops. But just mm. but keep us on the estate agency for a minute. So cut, yeah. get us to the point of you opening your door because I'm really yeah. Interested so in I mean, I mean, I got to a point where I was uh, massively uh, decentralized by working as an estate agent. Um, the hierarchy was taking too long to climb up. Um, I understood why there's a hierarchy in place and why there's a structure like that. And you can't make exceptional changes, even if it's an, just to be blunt, an exceptional achieving person. I'm not saying I'm an exceptional person, but my results were exceptional. I've got lots of flaws. Um, and so I, I got to the point where I was like, you know what, the stage is not gonna work for me. Um, and I was gonna open a restaurant with my uncle, um, uh, which is random, I know. Um, we were gonna open a, uh, Caribbean version of uh, Nando's. So Nando's wow. is uh, South American Portuguese. Portuguese yeah, and we're, yeah. we're thinking of a Caribbean version of it. Um, yeah. This is before like Turtle Bay and some other ones have come up and done their thing. Yeah. Um, but as I was doing that, and I was literally writing a business plan, um, a shop came up around the corner from where I was currently working, corner plot right next to the station, massively expensive. But I was like, oh my God, this is, if I was going to open an estate agency anywhere, this will be the location. It has to be the location. Um, so I went in, had a look, spoke to the guy. We got on really well. Um, I said, look, if you put in an offer, you know, we can see if we can make it work. Um, I just bought my first investment property, um, which was a shop, a, a derelict shop with a flat above it. It'd been empty for like 30 years. Um, it's a really good deal. It's at 550. Um, I bought it for at the time. In London? Um, yeah, in London. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, so it's a re really good buy, but no, 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 none of the properties on the strip had converted the two properties into flats. Yeah, They're all yeah. little terrible shops that no one really goes to with a yeah. flat above. Um, and I knew that the laws had changed where you could convert into two flats without planning permission. So that was my wow. in. That was your in. So, um, yeah. Go on. So no. So so you saw so you saw this unit. What the hell was going through your mind at the time, thinking I'm going to open this? What year was it, by the way? What year was this? This was 2013. 2013. Okay. I'm trying yes. to, I'm, I'm, the reason I'm asking that question, I'm trying to establish where the market was. Obviously, London's a bit of a micro mm. market, so it's different from outside here. But 2013 was a bit flat up in in Yorkshire. Oh, we, had a bit, we had a bit of a dip. So mm. we've we've got. Right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, we, uh, yeah. We bought when we bought it. It was it was really flat. So these stats were from 2011 when I left yeah. KFH. Uh, James Pendleton. I went to afterwards. That was 2012, and I was leaving in 2013. Um, so I, was, I wasn't planning on doing the full year full year that I was already planning. Like in the first quarter, I was writing a business plan. So we're going to take me about six months or something. Um, so it got to maybe June. Yeah, I'd met um, the mother of my kids then, um, but we didn't have any kids at that time. We just literally met that year. Um, yeah. She had some money, I had some money, and the know-how. <laughs> we said one day, look, if I, I find somewhere, do you want to invest it with me? This is before we were uh, like a couple. Yeah. Um, she said, yes. Um, I literally found this property, called her and said, look, if you're being serious about going in on this, on a property deal, yeah. get down here now. She was working in bank at the time hopped on a tube, came down, saw the place. I don't think she actually knew what she was looking at. She just saw an absolute <laughs> shithole and thought, okay, we make money, right? I was like, yeah, sure, let's make some money, let's go. <laughs> so we were buying it. Um, 
And then, so we bought the property, we had to buy it cash. So we actually exchanged contracts in a week on that place. Wow. wow. Um, that was um, like, oh shit, get the, and I was, I was selling my prop, my flat with my ex-girlfriend and uh, dad was buying it from us. So I was like, at the same time, I was still like, I was like, come on. Come yeah. on. <laughs> I, know we, I know we're not talking anymore, but can you kind of hurry up with the bloody soil? <laughs> yeah. Hurry up, please. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that went through, bought that. So we owned this property cash. We're going through the process of doing planning applications and I'd found this shop and I was like, fuck, the shop's great. And I was like, oh, I can't afford to do it. I'm all in on, on this flat. And then we agreed to um, release uh, some equity from the property okay. so that I could do the estate agency. Right. So flat, no job, thinking I'm, I'm going to leave my job and do this estate agency, start from scratch. And then a month later, what happened? She, Mrs. Got Pregnant. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I'm, so I'm sitting there. I've got this, this flat that I'm trying to convert, uh -huh. this derelict building, which is leveraged now. So we've got a loan out on it, trying to start up a company in this shop from scratch. You know how it is. You sign up in a state agency from scratch, in, yeah. especially in London. It's just ridiculous, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Um, hemorrhaging, hemorrhaging money instantly. Yeah. And it was a full refurb job as well, like full taking out a wall, opening up glass, everything, everything needed doing in there. And um, we're on the tube uh, train up to see my dad. My dad hadn't met her yet. And um, the guy, the estate agent, called me and said, oh, congratulations, your offer's been accepted on the, on the shop. And I was like, man, I, can't, I was kind of hoping you were going to say it wasn't accepted. <laughs> <laughs> and um, basically, yeah, basically I said to her, I was like, look, I'm, I can earn six figures, like reasonably comfortably in a state agency. We can have a nice, comfortable life. We'll develop this um, property. We'll make really good money out of this, even if we rent the two flats out. Like we're set for not set for life, but you know, if we are set for life, actually, yeah. yeah. As long as we're as long as we're humble with the way we live our lives, yeah, yeah, relatively London speaking, anyway. And um, and then she just said to me, "No, no, nothing's going to change. You're going to do what we, you said you're going to do, and that's it." And I was like, "Cool, okay, so." <laughs> I'm not going to argue with you because <laughs> oh. I've never been beaten up by a pregnant woman before, but, but I see this well, communicating. I have, I have, I have, I have. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was it. That's how we got the ball rolling on that. So, so you launched Patrick Henry. Um, where did you get the name from? <laughs> uh, narcissism. Patrick, is Patrick, I mean, Patrick's predominantly an Irish heritage name isn't it paddy is, it, is that, Irish, yeah is he yeah. oh that's mm -hmm. cool exactly i just guessed that you know <laughs> no, no nostradamus um nostradamus, yeah. so you started you started patrick henry which uh I'm, I'm i'm gonna fast forward you 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 got a successful estate agency is it is it patrick henry make the wise choice a wise move Oh, wise move. Uh, no, no, so, so i tell you the, the story behind it. My dad used to own a building company when I was uh, early teens. Um, and it was called uh, uh, Durham Contracts, because he's from County Durham, Durham Contracts. don't know why he called it that when he was a contractor in London. But anyway. <laughs> uh, but, but the company fo it folded twice, and it, it, my dad was never very good at running a business. Um, but he had a little owl, because... Um, our, sur our surname is actually Howell. I just use Henry because it's a bit more regal. Um, <laughs> and um, so people used to buy him like owls because Howell and Owl, and I don't know why, but they buy him owls. So he had a little owl logo and he had um, a wise choice. 
for his little tagline. So it's my little dot of the cap to. Oh, to that's nah, that. I like that. I love that. That is lovely. Yeah. And 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 I think the logo is really smart. And I think your branding is very smart. Uh, and and for for anybody who's uh, listening, I know for a fact anybody who's listening, they've already paused the, the the podcast and they've gone to linkedin they'll have gone to patrick henry uh, uh website so check it out because you also you're, you're very you're very forward thinking in terms of your marketing you do a lot of social media you do a lot of videos and things like that so actually mm. you know e- e- even if you're just interested in in someone who's got six running multiple successful businesses check out definitely check out what uh, what you do on your website because it is it is inspiring and it's very motivating I must admit, I've, I've had a little look myself in the past when I found you on, on Instagram. So where the hell did um, the tanning studio or whatever you call it come from? Because yeah. this is, for me, this is the most interesting. When I saw this come up on Instagram one day, I was like, what are you doing half naked in a tanning thing? <laughs> and then you were there again. And then, you did a, and then you did a video and you're like, I've got Sandra. She's working today. She's a fantastic woman. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a bit baffling. Um uh, so I was working in my office one day and um, a car pulls up outside, uh, guy and a girl get up, get out and um, we look at each other, me and the guy, I was like, oh, fuck, that's, that's my mate James. I haven't seen him for like eight years or something like that. I was like, you right, mate, how you doing? Like shake hands. Like he comes in with his, his girlfriend, introduces me, um, start talking and whatever else. And he goes, oh, actually, I'm looking for a flat to, to rent. So all right, no worries, mate. Blah, blah, blah. I'll try and find you a place. Um, as luck has it, I, I found him a place, which is great. Um, so we end up talking more and more and getting to know each other. We kept, and then rekindled our friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we started talking about um, what he wants to do. And he goes, look, I, I really want to do something by myself now. I'm sick of doing what I was doing. He's doing uh, shop and fit outs and stuff like that. Um, and I said, what, what do you really enjoy? He goes, I enjoyed tanning. Um, I didn't know that's something that people enjoyed. I'd never been on a sunbed before. I didn't even know what sunbeds were really. I always thought of, um, was it Beautiful Beast, that movie? That guy's no, like, I, yeah. Sexy Beats, Sexy Beats, yeah. Beast, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta watch that, it's brilliant. Um, and um, so I was just thinking about these, especially up north, people go on sunbeds and they just look like tomatoes. And it's like, you get these big bull bastards, like, like <laughs> glow on. And it's like, well, yeah. bro, where have you been? <laughs> like, um, it's cold up here, bro. Um, uh, anyway, so I ended up helping him trying to find a shop, a, a shop and like talk to him about the legalities, about uh, leases and stuff like that. Um, and then in the end, he just said, look, did you want to do it with me? Like, I spent so much time on it together. Because um, I don't mind helping people. But, you know, there's tons of people that message me on my Instagram and ask for help and whatever else. And I'm like, cool. It's like, just, you know, it's nothing to spend a couple minutes helping someone out. And because he was a mate of mine, I spent obviously more time than that with him. Um, he goes, you want to do it with me? And I was, at the time, I was like, I've got lots on, but can I do this? I think this is quite. I think it's quite simple. And with the numbers that he was saying, people you can come through. I did a bit of market research, and I thought, you know what, this although it's completely different from everything I do, yeah, maybe that's not a bad thing. Maybe maybe one thing counterbalances the other. Property market goes down, people still don't want to look pasty, so you know, <laughs> <laughs> or they're depressed because their house is worth half as much. They want to get a yeah, Sunday. Yeah, yeah, that's but, true. So yeah, we just did it. Um, Wow. Just and how many have you got? One? Two. You've got two. So one, and are they, one, they're based in the area? Yeah, one by, well, one is two doors away from my uh, state agency, um, which is like two minutes away from my house. Um, and the other one's in Clapham Junction, just by Clapham Junction Station. So anybody who works for you, do they get free sunbeds? 
yeah, they get an, a certain amount of minutes a month because we don't want them looking like. I was going to say, what, you should be, I'd be charging them double. Yeah. <laughs> you should be at work, not on the sunbeds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're allowed to after. But I just say, I, I just bring my mum in once a month, and then my mum's half black. So when she comes in, I'm like, if you look darker than my mum by the end of the month, then you're getting fine. I'm taking the minutes off you. Just have a picture of your mum on the wall, and that's the yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't yeah. get past that. Right. Okay. So, I so, these, jokes. It works. so yeah. So what are these? These are called. Uh, these are, these are not called. They're obviously not called Patrick Henry and these friends. No. Sunny Studio. It's uh, Radiance from, London. Radiance, Radiance London. London, I like that. So you've got Radiance w London. Radiance.London. Right. And then and then uh, and then you've also got a contract a, a building contractors company, am I right? You do yeah. property developments, mm -hmm. uh, com property conversions, residential conversions, commercial conversions yeah. in and around London. Yeah. And is that yeah. just presumably what's that? Is that just born off the back of your contacts that you've had and your experiences in property? Yeah, I mean so I wanted to set up a building company from probably my second development. Um, after I did the, the first one that I spoke about, we did another house. And at that point I was like, man, I hate builders. It was, it's like buying a house as an estate agent. Mm. You're like, oh, I hate estate agents. Yeah. I hate <laughs> estate agents. Yeah. I was like that with builders. And I, I wanted to set up my own um, uh, building company. Um, and I've always been has hassling my best mate. Um, who's also called James. So James owns the, the sunbed shops of me and the other James owns uh, Reliance of me, the building company. And I've been hassling him for ages and ages. I said, look, mate, it's, it's dead easy. We know what we're doing with, on the building side because we've, we've worked in, you know, for years on building sites and wherever else. And getting customers is just like flirting. And, you know, we're both, we were both very flirting, very good at flirting as we were younger. So don't worry, no, we'll, we'll nail it. Um, but he just had a, he just had a kid. He, he was doing really well as an electrical engineer, um, very comfortable. Um, and it wasn't until last year, beginning of last year, or the year before, at the end of the year before, um, when it sort of clicked in place. And he was like, "You know what? I'm ready to do this." I said, "Look, I can guarantee this much work because I've got the estate agency, so small maintenance jobs, plus the big jobs because my brand is already out there. Plus, I'm doing jobs personally. That's a springboard." You know, so it's like well, the problem with companies when they first start cash flow, getting a name out there, getting it solidified. So I know how to get around most of that. First thing is Patrick Henry, the logo, the owl. People see the owl all the time. We're going to keep the owl. We're going to keep the logo and we're going to call it a different name. Yeah. Using the same color scheme, same everything. People yeah. don't know. People, All people are going to see is the owl and they're going to see that and be like Reliance Design and Build as opposed to uh, Patrick Henry or Wise Move. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'd sell it to him like, because um, he, he thought it was too much of too close. Mm -hmm. um, but I said, the idea is that it is close because yeah. with two okay. companies doing the same thing, the same message is being passed along. The owl becomes synonymous with the area. Um, we're only looking at the time, we're only looking to nail this area before spreading out. Um, so it seems like the logical way. Yeah, you get, you've, got, you've got credibility and you've got recognized uh recognized brand so i get that yeah. that totally makes sense so you bring that for the last couple of years so so we've got we've got we've got a picture you're a busy guy plus you've also got twins and uh, we've got three kids and mm -hmm. and so you've got a lot a lot going on so i'm um, um, sorry so reliance also we've got a uh a division of reliance uh that does electrical installation and maintenance in hospitals as well which is called reliance really? health yeah, so, I mean, it's only 
couple months old, so you wouldn't have seen this much on uh, on the social media. Um, mm -hmm. But it's, it's taken the branding away from the Patrick Henry branding. And it's got okay. its own branding. So we're actually at a, a hospital in Runnymede, which is southwest, far out to the west of London, a private hospital, which is giving up uh, its space to the NHS to help wow. with corona patients. Wow. Um, so, yeah, we've just we should be finishing that on Monday. Um, so that's, uh, you know, just turning things around to turn these uh, wards and spaces into suitable space uh, oh for God. patients with ventilators, etc. So it's wow. kind of what we've done at the Excel Center, Nightingale. Nightingale yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And um, obviously on a much smaller scale, we're not doing 4,000 beds, we're doing four or five beds, but you know. <laughs> no, that's amazing. So what made you what made you jump over to, uh, into sort of the, getting into that, that, that area of the construction? Well, I, I always knew that would do well as, of a, 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 a thought it would be a, a sensible step to go into the building side. But James has actually been working in the medical industry um for a long time mm -hmm. and i was like james it's it, this is like there's always going to be an nhs right and yeah, I, you know, yeah. We're, we're moving more and more social not less and less so there's always going to be a, an nhs and if not there's always going to be a need for medical equipment to be installed and blah 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 yeah so i, I just said to him basically rather than being this big wide out spread out building company let's yeah. have that have the building company but then have something that's laser focused we only do electrical installations, electrical maintenance in medical wow. um, uh, medical facilities. That's all we do. Um, I don't know if you've read the book um, Built to Sell. Not yet, but is it a good one? Built to Sell is an amazing, yeah. I mean, and, and I don't read, I listen, but I'll, I'll listen to that. Built to... Yeah, not a long uh, book. I, don't, I mean, I've read like eight, nine books in my life, but I, I plowed through that one. In, um, in fact, I've read it on... A journey out to Russia and back. That's how quickly I've wow. read, read that book. Um, Patrick, a business Patrick, uh, sorry, I, I struggle to read the Gruffalo to my son on a night. Genuinely, <laughs> that is how that's how bad my reading is. Gruffalo's a long word, though. Yeah, but it's true. It's true. But but I know I know how important uh, self help and self learning uh, and mm. reading is. That's why I listen to them. So I, I'm I'm very conscious that yeah. I try and listen to books. So. So go on. So you, so what you were telling me about build to sell? What was that? Yeah, so I'm, I'm build to sell is, but it's basically about a man that's got a marketing advertising company, um, and he feels like he's working really hard and he's thinking of an exit strategy. And he, anyway, he's got this friend or a friend of a friend that's a very successful businessman, and he sits down with him and goes, "Look, I don't know what to do. Basically, just humbly, like <laughs> I don't know what to do. Can you help me?" He goes, "Okay, let's have a look at your business. Have a look at blah blah blah," and he starts running through all the reasons why his company's not going to sell for a lot of money, why he's struggling, working so hard, blah, 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 blah. Just goes through it all. And uh, the steps that the guy takes to make his business, A, successful, um, and B, saleable, were, you know, just, just eye-opening. You know, so some of the things right. they're talking about. Um, and it, it, he really had to take a lot of hits initially. Mm -hmm. And it felt, it felt counterproductive initially. Mm -hmm. But it's one of those things where you don't see the, the full picture Okay, until it's all until it's all in place, until wow. all the pieces of the puzzle were there, and it was wow. it's, it's really good because it's so short and sharp, but it it can be translated into so many situations. The book really made sense. So what I gained from it was what we did with Reliance Health, which is just like super focused. We're going to do this. If you want electrical installations in in your medical facilities, where do people to come to? Excellent. Okay, okay. So, and we're the only, only ones doing it, so. Well, that's good, yeah. and, and and you're obviously doing work with the NHS at the moment, which is uh, which is commendable. Let's hope we get through it. Well, actually, that leads us on perfectly, right, to the mm. big 
the big uh, the big C word. There's a few C words yeah. going out there at the moment, isn't there? There's, there's mm. I think there's three big C Especially words. In my house. Right. <laughs> There's three big C words, definitely. But but we're talking uh, specifically right now about, and that's why you're at home, I'm at home, recording this podcast, um, and it's obviously the coronavirus, um, yeah. which is which is obviously um, a bit of an unusual situation because it's very devastating for a lot of people who are losing their family members and, and getting poorly mm. over it. Um, but 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 also not everybody's experiencing it in that way. Like for example, in the village that I live in. Um, I don't. I don't think there's been been anybody who's actually uh, mm. uh, contracted it officially and, and gone to hospital. And the Wakefield uh, uh, Hospital. I think there's, there's only a very small number of. I'm not undermining it, by the way. There's a very small number yeah. of where I can see down in London, other places mm. around the UK. Obviously, it's big. But I want to talk about the impact on a business, and especially a business mm. like yours, whereby you've got staff. How many staff have you got in total, by the way, over all your businesses? uh consistently about 12 okay so so 12 well it's 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 a lot for it's a lot for somebody who might be listening who's a sole trader what we're comparing Mm. it to i think that's why you know you're a perfect person to have on a podcast where people can listen um Mm. and 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 so you've got 12 members of staff coronavirus hits um Mm. you've got to shut the standing tanning studio i presume you've got Mm. to close the estate agency what 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 have you done for the business? How have you pivoted? So, do you remember I said about what you said? You said about why I have um, you know, it's strange that you've got these different businesses, and I agreed with you. But I said it's about being able to get through anything, being able Diver- to never any storm. Diversifying, yeah, yeah. Well, that didn't it didn't work with this situation. So it turns out everyone's buggered here. <laughs> It's like, yeah, I'm undefeatable. I've got all these different yeah. sectors I'm working yeah. in. It's like, well, yeah. what happens if every sector dies? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I don't own a supermarket or That's a toilet it. roll manufacturer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're buggered, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, um, uh, starting uh, first things first with the estate agency, um, fortunately, most of the stuff that we do, we can do from home. So, mm-hmm. apart from viewings, uh, we kind of mitigated that issue by doing videos of all the properties that we could. Mm-hmm. Um, we managed yeah. to let a couple properties without actually showing people around. Um, signs uh, the way we got around. What happens if I move in and I don't like the property or something? And say, okay, let's put a six-month break clause in there. So if there is an issue, it's only six months. And landlords being a bit more understanding with the level of rent that they're going to be receiving. So you know, you pay a little bit less. You know, it's not the end of, end of the world, literally. Yeah. Um, so we've managed to maintain that. I mean, you know, the, the lets have dried up altogether. Sales, had no, nobody's buying at the moment. Um, you know, I had this conversation with someone yesterday about the market going down. I'm like, it's not the market going down. It's just, it stopped. It may, may go down, it may go up. I don't have a yeah. bloody clue. Not it's much just stopped. Yeah. Yeah. It's just stopped. It's just like, it's not just gone, and pause. Okay, there we go. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> let me just mess with your life. Um, yeah. And <laughs> so it's been a matter of, consolidate what we have mm-hmm. fight fires where we can mm-hmm. and keep people working uh, okay. you know, as much as possible how, how do you commute how are you communicating with uh with your staff at the moment are you on the phone you're on zoom you're on whatever, yeah i'm just, yeah. On, I mean, just on the phone i mean i'm not a big fan of, of meetings no. um I, I don't like meetings i think meetings are for people that can't communicate normally mm-hmm. i understand when you've got to send out I understand when you're brainstorming and you're trying to solve a situation. That's cool. I get that completely. That's why we have morning meetings, but it lasts yeah, half an hour, 15 minutes, whatever else. Anyone got any problems? Boom, let's deal with it. Let's go. 
Anyone had any good ideas? Wait, come on. If not, I trust you to do your job. You know, it's, it's not even a job either. Um, the way that I work things with uh, the people, at, with the guys at Patrick Henry is you know, the way I, I liked to be treated. And that was your role is this. You've got this role. But if you need to venture out to do something, if you need to do this, you need to do that, you need to take a break. You need this, you need some time off, you need whatever else. Cool. Because you respect me. I respect you. I know that your intention is to do a good job. How do we go about it? If you get go about it by, you know, c- coming in an hour late every couple of days because you just need that extra hour of rest or, um, you know, you, you don't want to have people on your WhatsApp or your work WhatsApp or, you know, whatever it is that's going to make you do the job better. Mm-hmm. I've trusted you to, to do that. And I, I've picked you because I can trust you. If I can't trust you, I picked the wrong person. So it's my fault. Um, I mean, that's, that's ultimate, that's responsibility in general, really, as a, as a, yeah, but, but it's a very mature way of looking at it because I think when you've, when you start working at a company like you did, you know, KFH and whatever, and they've got systems and processes and you, you have to hit targets and you have to meet deadlines that, that ultimately you, you can sometimes, you can build that into your, into your brain, into your life. And that can become you. So for you to be able to step away from that and empower your staff mm. i think it's commendable because it's very hard to do especially as a business owner i know i'm sitting here i have three meetings three video call meetings with my business partner and colleagues every day and we're trying to just make sure that everyone's ticking over whereas we, i do yeah. trust the staff i do trust the staff it's just hard sometimes to let go of the control that's um, that's the hardest bit yeah that's yeah. i mean I, I completely get that um and that's something i had to beat out of myself mm-hmm. quite early on because if you're going to expand um you can't you can't, can't, can't micromanage. You can't. And the amount of people you frustrate by micromanaging and the amount of people that you, that you know, it, it works in every single field. I was thinking about art, um, music artists. Um, like, like, oh, man, Prince is, um, how to play Prince stuff here. But like, I was thinking when he, like, when he was being told X amount of albums, you know, you've got to do this. We want stuff more like this. You know, he was just like, no. No, no, it's, it's not happening. It's not happening. The good stuff stopped coming out. You know, he stopped doing it because he, stopped, he even he even pushed out three triple albums in a year just to get out of his contract. You know, so, so it doesn't matter what it doesn't even matter what field you're working in. Yeah, you're either gonna demotivate someone, mm-hmm. or you're gonna or you're gonna just lose them as a positive uh, force for the company that actually gives a damn about the company. Yeah, no, so, I think you're right. There's a, there's a similar story I think with Freddie Mercury, isn't it? They tried to push him towards doing uh, different things with different bands, and, yeah. and he ended up revolting. Right. I'm conscious yeah. of time because I know you've only got five minutes. So do I. My twins are up. I can hear them yeah. already. <laughs> and my wife's got a call in uh, four minutes. But before we before we close it off, um, I wanted to ask a couple of questions. So if we can fly through these, right? What's your sec- What is your? This is, uh, look, these are just cliche questions, but I'm interested. <laughs> so this is a selfish reason. Secret to success. <sighs> finding out what you're good at and taking advantage of it and trying to find ways around the things that you're not good at. What an answer. What an answer. <laughs> I, I, need no, I, I need no more explaining than that. What an Let's stop there. This is going to be a for me. Quickly, do you have a routine? Have you got a daily routine? Yes. Um, so wake up at 4.30. Uh, depending on whether I'm fasting or not, I try and eat, go to the gym, Get back at six thirty. Wake my kids up. Bring them downstairs. Trying to make them breakfast. Bring the missus coffee. Uh, start getting ready for work. Don't check my phone yet. 
get ready for work, either get to work early um, or I have a time to myself to set my day up at home, um, get to work, five o'clock, deal with the guys uh, for like the morning meeting if we have one at all. Um, and then the day proceeds from there, get home, 7, 7.30, kids, bath. Um, and then I spend half an hour to an hour consolidating things in my head and then bed pretty much. I don't watch TV in wow. the evenings and shit like that. It's just... Wow. That's yeah. amazing. Do you drink? Uh, no. They're very, okay, so I drink um, when I'm not in a routine. I drink here. I, 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 I'm, I'm bad for that. I mean, that, another time we'll talk about that, that sort of thing. Um, but if I'm not in a routine, if I'm not disciplined, then I will fall to shit. Really? Like, I'm, I'm my own worst enemy. I've been my own worst enemy. Yeah, very, very interesting. Very interesting. And I think that's everything. Yeah, yeah. And that actually, you know, people talk about routine, right? And they say, mm. "Oh, you got a routine. You got to get up early. You got to do to be successful." But actually, I, 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 I put, look. My personal opinion is, I totally disagree. I, to, I totally disagree. Yeah. And I think, I think, I think that um, the the routine actually is a, is a, it disciplines you as an individual. I yes. don't think that if I don't think that if you get up at four thirty every day, you're going to become a successful individual. I just no think it's how that you. Uh, somebody asked me yesterday said the first thing that he does on the day he hasn't got a routine but he makes his bed he makes his bed yes. to to, yeah. to get things moving forward so i totally agree with that routine helps you become disciplined helps you become laser focused i'm going to use your use your quote there laser focused yeah there's nothing there's nothing that someone can tell you that's a sure fix for everyone so i mean there's um there's that guy that american guy that does a talk show he goes millionaires don't work eight uh, don't sleep yeah. eight hours a day i'm like bro don't tell me that <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. You don't know how many successful people in, are there in the world that sleep ten hours a day. And in fact, the latest research says you should do whatever suits you because everyone's different. Mm -hmm. So you know, maybe you're like Margaret Thatcher and you can sleep four hours, but you know, the, the poor lady, you know, her brain broke down way too early well, in her life. So as I, a result, I, I watched. I watched that video before. It's the guy with the tash who does the the game show. Yeah. And he says you can't work, you can't sleep for eight hours a day because if you if you get if you get up. If you don't, if you get up at eight, someone's already up at six on the other side of America. And I'm like, I literally need eight hours sleep a day. Me and my yeah. wife, we enjoy our sleep. And if I don't get it, then it's not a good time yeah. for me. Sacrifice an hour of bloody box sets and have an extra hour sleep. Yeah, yeah totally agree. Uh, uh, right, last question I've got for you. Uh, give me yes. two. Give me two top recommendations for your books. And I want two top recommendations for apps if you've got them, business apps or anything like that if you've got them. Uh, if you use them, I don't know if you use them, um, but two top, two top apps, two top books. Shoot. Uh, Jeff Goff, um, The Irresistible Powers of Persuasion. Um, oh, shit. Man. You've just given money, me built, money, built, maybe built. Money, money Master the Game by um, Tony Robbins. Okay. Is that good? Yeah, it's good. Really good. Really good. Or any... Um, have you read Shoe Dog? Yeah, Shoe Dog's cool. It's good, Very cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, to be honest with you, read biographies. Read, read biographies. Read what successful people have done, and you'll find no two successful people are alike. And then you'll find more comfortable. You'll be more comfortable in yourself, knowing that you can be different and be successful. And there is no absolute method. And it's a hack because you get to learn someone's lifetime's worth of knowledge, and you can condense it into a few hours read more or listen more do whatever you got to do because it's so bloody worth it yeah such probably one of the best pieces of advice that i could give anyone from coming from a person who's probably gone 20 
eight years and I'm 30, 31 now, but I've probably gone 28 years before I even consumed a book. Uh, I, I, I blagged my way through exams. I, I was lucky enough that we did have mice and men in my English literature and the book <laughs> that I was given had pencils, pencil notes in them. And I didn't read the book. Oh, I used pencil notes. Genuinely, <laughs> that's how it was. Uh, until... <clears throat> Until I started listening to audio books and podcasts, it, it really changed my life totally from a, an individual. So I totally agree with that. Good advice. Any apps that you can give before we're going to close this down? Um, uh, yeah, I, I'm not great with, with business apps. I like Evernote just because I'm not particularly uh, okay. organized, although I'm not, I'm not particularly good at doing that. I'm still a pencil and pad sort of person. So <laughs> not really. No, not really. I don't really use apps for business, anything like that. Fine. So Evernote... Evernote is what you use, and then other another books that you've got. Asana, write that one down. You should have a look at Asana for your business. You might that might be good for you if you can be bothered. Yeah, my, my wife recommended it to me. What is it? Listen, no. Asana, A S A N A. That's fine. Oh, it's two dyslexic spellings of it. I know you're asking me. I'm looking at my wife for I'm looking at my wife for approval. She's behind. She's behind the laptop. You're asking me how to spell something. I haven't got a clue. Right, listen, Pat Patrick. Um, I feel like I feel like this conversation shouldn't end, but unfortunately, <laughs> uh, uh, we ha life has to. Um, but yes. we, I want to reconvene with you at some point in the future, whether it's about this or something else. But mate, sure. thank you so much for jumping on this podcast. Uh, My pleasure. You've got thank such you. a you've got such an inspirational story, just because of what you've what you've done, where you've come from, how you've done stuff. Um, but thank you so much for jumping on. My pleasure, mate. Good luck to you. Uh, yeah, you too, mate. <laughs> Bye. Take care. Bye. Thank you all so much for listening to that podcast. I think you'll all agree. I'm sure uh, that Patrick's story is very inspiring, motivational, and I wish Patrick all the best for his businesses. Whilst we're going through this crazy time at the moment, COVID-19, but most importantly, I just wish health upon it, all of his family. Um, so thank you very much for listening. Please look out for the next podcast session. We're recording it soon. It's coming at you. Keep in touch. Bye.